We are not affiliated with, nor do we represent Alcoholics Anonymous. We are simply here sharing our experiences, strength, and hope so that hopefully we can help someone through another day. Hello, everybody. I'm Lynn. I'm Bree. I'm Vicki. And, and we, we are Telling on Ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling, telling, telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling on ourselves. Telling, 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 telling on ourselves. Yeah, baby. Welcome. Episode something, something. I don't even know. We have some episode number stuff going on. There's a little bit of confusion as to really how many it is. the Apple Podcasts, and it doesn't say episode 21 anywhere. And then it says episode 24 from last week. So there's some math. We're in the 20s. I think the smart one... Or this smart one, one of the two smart ones. <laughs> She's pointing at me and Bree. Should look at this because <laughs> I um, had to come to terms with the fact and tell my daughter yesterday what I actually got on my ACT, and I felt, you know. And really then you shared with me. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not book smart. That's all right. I'm people smart. You're very people smart. Yeah, I wish I had that because mm-hmm. book smart doesn't do so much for you once you leave school. Always so. School. The school of life after that, baby. That's right. Practical sense is or common sense is always better than book sense, I say. Yep. I'd agree. And that's why you're a survivor. I'm a survivor. She's running in the streets, surviving in the streets. streets She's got the eye of the tiger. (laughs) Vicky running the streets. (laughs) Oh. Something. What are we talking about today, ladies? Oh, we're still on the four agreements. Yeah, we are. Thank you. Agreement number two, which is. Don't take, take anything, anything personally. personally. Good luck. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> that is a daily AFCO, my friends. That is something to aspire to for sure. But before we do that, we always like to start with our first thought wrong. Dun, dun, dun. I win. Like we are on the same <laughs> sound effects yeah. page today. <laughs> totally. They are they are so in sync, y'all. You should see them. It's a it's a beautiful thing to watch. Aww. Um. So yeah, I did win first thought wrong and. You know, I had two good ones, so it's just any, mini, miny, mo, and I'm just going to go with the one since Halloween is right around the corner. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> spooky. Oh, Hallow's Eve. So when the curtain between becomes a little thinner. Ugh. Lynn is a scary person. She likes horror movies and she talks about curtains. <laughs> you know, I don't do demons. Like mm-hmm. I, I like like I can do gory, suspensey thriller type yeah, suspense, Halloween yeah. stuff, but I don't fuck with demons. Sorry, pardon my French. Why? We are explicit. Okay, we are it's explicit. Okay. When you're talking about a demon, it's okay. <laughs> Just none of that. None of that. Ghosts, okay, maybe, but demons, no. None yeah. of that stuff. Anyways, so on the eve of All Hallows Eve, I'm going to be speaking at a meeting um, called the Speaktacular. Instead of spook Instead of spooktacular. Clever play on words. And one would think that the Speaktacular would have multiple speakers being <clears throat> featured. Alas, it is not just only one speaker, and it is for 45 minutes. They wanted to make sure you were good and scared. And I am the sacrifice. <laughs> you are the lamb. I am the lamb. To the altar. So I said yes to speak. Get out your pentagram, folks. Gosh, and my first thought was wrong. I was like, I don't want to do this. I've got nothing to say for 45 minutes. And I was kind of, first I avoided her text message because she asked me via text message. And then she had to call me later on that night to ask me if I could speak. And And um, 
I, I said yes right away, but then the thoughts were, okay, what can I say to get out of this? Now what can I do to cancel on this? And what I sh- <laughs> the funny thing is what I should have done because I am working on boundaries right now is I should have said, you know, I have to check my calendar and get back to you. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying yes right away, I could have said that, hey, I have to check my calendar. Because had I checked my calendar, I actually am busy that night. So then I had to cancel another engagement because I had our, you know, then I committed to speaking. So I guess I'm going to be where I need to be on that day. Yes. But my first thought wrong was, man, I don't ever want to answer any of your calls and I'm going to block you, Margaret. Like that's just... <laughs> Sorry, Margaret. I'm just going to... You're going to have to be on my my block list now <laughs> if you're going to be asking me to do crazy things like get 45-minute leads. Well, you know, it's, it's funny too when you were talking about it, I was thinking... Um, in that situation, we have like a couple of things that are steering us to do it. You know, we're told to always be of service. Being a lead at a meeting is a huge, a huge honor, and it's also kind of an obligation to pay it forward. Right. So yeah. you've got that. You got that kind of talking in the back of your head. Plus, then you have your insecurities of. I don't know how anybody, unless you're like a professional circuit speaker, seriously, forty five minutes is asking a lot from regular Joe on the street. Um, so I get all of that. You're so regular. I am, I am regular and I'm not special. She's, but She's a regular Josephine. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> well, maybe this is, you know, 45 minutes. I should be a circuit speaker then, you know, then my ego's like, well, this is the beginning of my career then, you know, maybe 45. So. No, I'm just kidding. Maybe, maybe it's a door opening that you weren't even aware that you wanted to look at. Yeah. Well, I would like to say to this part of the conversation is that Brie when you speak, you get so much out of it. The prepping, the nerves happen. And that is just, if you don't get nervous, you're weird. But you really do like preparing and the, the, all the, the growth of this first thought wrong and looking at it. And when you speak, like it always seems the week that you speak, all kinds of stuff happens in your life that you have to, you know, mutter your way through. And then somehow you have this amazing thing to talk about. So just be open this week. That is my, that is my suggestion. Just be open. And if you're looking for something scary to do this week, you could always come watch me speak. I want to. <laughs> yeah. But thank you. And I, I'm, God will give me material, right? So be on the lookout for some material coming <laughs> oh, yeah. away this week. Oh, yeah. It'll be a and whole different there's another time. person that is asking you to speak on our Instagram uh, direct message. So, um, oh, there but, is great. This, this is, is only, a great time to deliver it to this me is only right a now. Ten minute this lead. is I'm finding out about it. <laughs> this is only okay. a ten minute lead. What is it? I don't okay, know. Like, oh, I guess we'll maybe talk you can after. Look at the Instagram. Oh. Hey, <laughs> see, there's maybe maybe you do have a new path. Maybe maybe it's all about free speaking. <laughs> Speak, so. sister, speak. So speaking of other things. <laughs> We're going to talk about the four agreements. Yep, yep. Um, so as we talked about last week, there are four from Mr. Ruiz, and today is don't take anything personally. And believe it or not, there is a definition for taking something personally, which, I, you know, I love that. Um, it means to interpret a remark or action as directed against oneself and be upset or offended by it, even if it was not intended by the speaker, if even if that was not the speaker's intention. And then in addition to that, I found it'll make you feel inadequate, ashamed, and angry at yourself or the other person. It's disempowering and can worsen self-esteem. That's what all that's all that stuff that happens when you take something personally. Well, and it's an agreement that we make with ourselves that we agree that whatever the other person's saying to, or doing to us is true. 
So we get, mm-hmm. just have to not agree with it then. Like that's that's what's happening with you. It has nothing to do with me. Can I clarify or ask you to clarify when we say we have an agreement with ourselves? What exactly does that mean? Well, it's something you accept and hold you um, integrated into your like belief a value. System. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the whole thing on the the four agreements is about agreements. So um, <laughs> spoken or unspoken, <laughs> right? But to be clear, but yeah. Uh, so we all are born with no agreements, but we all agree that a chair is called a chair. But we could have said that the chair could have been called a dandelion, and we sit on dandelions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that's an agreement. So when it comes to yourself, you can have an agreement like, I am not very clumsy or I am not good at math, mm-hmm. right? And turns out when it comes to money, I'm very good at math, okay? So, but the agreement I've made and I keep telling myself is that I'm not good at math, blah, blah, blue. And then um, <laughs> what you can do, <laughs> that rhyme? Blah, blah, blue. <laughs> but, but what you can do instead is say... I'm I'm learning to be good at math or I am good at math. You know, you always replace a negative agreement with a positive agreement because right. nature so it's a, pours a vacuum. Ex- that's what I was going to say. When you, when you take something out, you've got a hole and it will immediately close up with something else and you want to make sure that you're replacing it with that good thing. Ooh, I like that. Is that in the book somewhere? Um, I just like that a lot. Well, it's funny because the class that I'm taking is all about Toltec wisdom, so I'm learning about this. So... Um, on a whole different level, but uh, it's in there that you. Yeah, I, I read it recently. It with something, <laughs> yeah, positive. And, well, and even if you think about in recovery, um, we've been using alcohol to fill that hole. Unfortunately, there was always an open plug at the bottom, so you could never fill it. We would pour and pour and pour, and you could never fill it. It's that same kind of um, metaphor, if you will. Um, you have to find something to replace the alcohol with, and that is, you know, the steps. That's the tools that we learn. So with the the uh, four agreements, um, we are finding <laughs> ways. <laughs> We're finding ways to fix that. You all, there was something on a plate, and I picked it up, but it was really wet and, and decided gross. to fondle the tea bag, and I'm just going to leave it at that. I didn't know what it was. We're just going to leave it at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Your face was um, I am so sorry. Um, can I get you to repeat that part, the vacuum? You, you used an analogy. Like, just what you said was so... Um, nature abhors, um, abhors a vacuum. So if you take out the bad thought and you tell yourself, I'm not going to tell myself anymore that I hate math, what you're going to fill it with is, I'm still learning math. I'm not very good. Or you could even say, you don't even want to say nature I'm not very good yet. You just want to say, nature yeah. Nature abhors a vacuum. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I'm going to read what it says on the side of the book about don't taking don't taking anything personally, um, math or English. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is projection of their own reality, their own dream. When you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. And uh, this is this is so true. So if you think about yourself, right, and, and you think about a scenario where I have a friend that went through something about she was copied on an email or she was sent an email that something that she was doing on the website, she maintains the website, and 
the person at her work sent her a message, this isn't working, blah, blah, blah. And then she saw a reply to that email from her boss who was blind copied because people, when you blind copy people, it will come back to you if that person replies. You have to reply separately if you want a, mm-hmm. a, a separate secret conversation, just saying. But so she was, um, she was, she got that response and then she got so defensive and so upset. Of course I know how to do this. There was something wrong. She dug into it. She said she was going to look into it. Why do you have to copy my boss? That's very much puts you in a state of fear and inadequacy. But really, as we talked through it, it was because that other person didn't want to have to do the work and she didn't and what actually happened was she didn't do it right, but that person was defensive because it wasn't working because she and so she put it on someone else. Mm-hmm. So it really had nothing to do with what she had done in the website. It wasn't her fault. She didn't do anything wrong. It was a lie. It was that person's story and that person's agreement. And we take that stuff on so much. And I mean, I do it every day, all, all day long. All day. Yeah, well, and I like in the book that it says that when we master this agreement, there's a lot of freedom, like simply put freedom that comes to you when you take nothing personally. And that's why is because you're Mm -hmm. able to see that this is someone else's issue. It's their side of the street and it really has nothing to do with me. And the part that um, Don Miguel Ruiz says about how it's actually really selfish to take stuff personally, that was like, oh, because that comes right back to the program and the big book and, you know, selfishness, self-centeredness that we think is the root of all of our troubles. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny. One of the first things you hear when you're a newcomer sometimes is like, it's not all about you. And, you know, um, yeah, don't, you know, what other people think of me is none of my business. So that tied it all kind of in. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so program all right here is so when Mm -hmm. you do take things personally it's your ego making it all about you Um, and it is kind of a beautiful way that he puts it is that's their story and their dream and their agreements coming out into Mm -hmm. and it's just also sorry I'm kind of rambling here but (laughs) when we think about our own reality. Like, yes, I am the center of my story. I am the anti or protagonist in my story. And everyone else is just, it's so weird. That's how we do live life. Mm -hmm. Like, and we get so sucked in sometimes that our awareness or we're like living unconsciously sometimes. So people are just happening to us. Like things in life are just happening to us. And it's like, and we forget like, okay, there, these are other real people that are the middle of their own story too. And so when they see me, I'm just a character in their story that pops in and out of their life, you know, once a week on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so they're dealing with me based on whatever else has gone on in their life up until this point that they're interacting with me. And that to me was so heady and deep and shit. I was like, wow. <laughs> it is. And of course, we're going to be self-absorbed. It is our story. This is how we take care of ourselves. But, you know, the other side of that is I, the example I think of is when people are critical of something that I do, like a skill that I have, and it's a critique that may not m- be meant to be hurtful, but I take it that way because I'm I'm thinking that my work is not worthy of what that person thinks it should be. So right there, I'm making all kinds of mistakes with assuming that I know what that person thinks, assuming that what they're saying is true, but it's not. It's just subjective. You know, there's all these different things that happen. And, you know, in the program, we learn about um, 
just staying in our lane and taking care of our business. We could all day, it's so easy to, we call it taking somebody's inventory when you're judging them. It's so much easier to take someone else's inventory than to think about ours. And if we just worry about our business and our doing the next right thing, all that personal stuff, it's going to, it's going to evaporate. And the other thing I thought of too, when you all were talking is um, it's interesting. It's very interesting that um, our first thought wrongs are usually about us taking something personally. Right? <laughs> so oh. we always do it. I mean, it's human nature. Mm-hmm. It's not just alcoholics. And uh, what it brings me to is the fourth step. And my sponsor is really good about bringing me into why I'm taking something personally. What does that affect? And I was able to, when I was talking to my friend, I'm, I said, okay, so what agreement is this? And what? why did it? trigger what button did it hit mm-hmm. is it yours you know and and we got to that's her job and if she loses that part of her job that's her financial security her emotional security when we do the f- fourth step for people that aren't in the program there's um you know we do this this column system and in the column system we say who we're resentful at we say what happened we say what it would affect so if in this situation it affects my my livelihood my my security my finances then it affects my kids and it affects mm-hmm. all those things and and that's really how I can reel myself back in from taking things personally is saying, what am I upset about? And then why am I upset about it? Is it, what does it affect in my life? Does it affect my self-esteem? Does it affect my, um, you know, my relationship? Security. Security, all mm-hmm. these things. And and that's, it's such a good way to get yourself out of that spinning Right, you know the spinning ballerina with the tutu a mess and the bun going crazy. I always think about the music box ballerina. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. But yeah. my music box ballerina, her bun's a mess, her tutu's like <laughs> over her stomach, and and you know like her undies are showing. It's she's a mess. She's a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> well, Vicky, it literally says in the book, talking about. You know, it says some part of the mind has objections to certain thoughts and actions. So, of those objections would be our resentments towards other people, or um, even on our inventory list is resentments we have towards institutions, principles, just the way things are done in life, or the way you know values that we've been told we need to have. And then it says only by making an inventory of our agreements will we uncover all of the conflicts in the mind and eventually make order out of the chaos. Yeah, it's I mean, yeah. it's so powerful when we take a step back and and to that point, taking that inventory is really the whole exercise of looking at our part and and why this mm-hmm. is happening because it think about it, when Joe and Charlie, there's there's these two gentlemen that have a very simplistic view of the 12 steps. And what they talk about with resentments is re-watching a situation over and over and over again. So now if we really break it down into what this is talking about, the lie that that we think it is. So we come at it at our perception. So I can think about a relationship I have. I think that... Um, my friend Joe is mad at me because I didn't pay him back. Let's just say say this, right? And uh, he's resentful at me because I didn't think about asking him or telling him or, or, or that sort of thing, right? But so I have in my mind, I'm, I'm blowing him off. Let's mm-hmm. just say I'm blowing him off because I'm afraid he's mad at me. 
I have the money, but I, I'm afraid to talk. You know how you get into these spinny things. And really, if I just look at my part, my fear is not being liked by Joe, but really it's a lie because he would like me a whole lot more if I would just pay him back. <laughs> you know, so we, right. we get ourselves in these corners because we're just in fear and we have a lie in our head and then we avoid, which causes more conflicts. And then we're reliving, oh, what's going to happen? Either projecting, relive, mm-hmm. you know, in our head, projecting what's going to happen or reviewing something that happened in the past. Oh, this person... You know, Joe's reliving, oh, Vicky, every time she sees me, she doesn't pay me back. And he's reliving that, and he's just getting madder and madder every time. And it's kind of, they use the analogy of watching football and how you replay the play over and over mm-hmm. again. And every time you see it, you think it's worse and worse and worse. But really, it was just that same play. Same play. Well, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different outcome. And when we talk about um, resentments and... I like what the universe is teaching us lessons. And, and when, when we have a tough situation happen, it's our AFCO, another fucking growth opportunity. If we don't learn from it, we're going to keep going back to that same damn place until we get it. And the only way you can get it is to be honest with yourself, you know, and get right with God and do your inventory, figure out what part you played in that. What expectations did you have that were unrealistic or unfair? It's, uh, yeah. Two years ago, I went through this experience and... Everybody in my life was telling me I wasn't doing a good job at something. My work was. My kids were. My friends were kind of alluding to the fact. And I was taking it so personally. And I'm like, why is this happening in everything? It's happening in every aspect of my life. I am feeling attacked. And in actuality, probably 10% of it was truth. Mm-hmm. And the rest was just a silly little lie that just because my daughter didn't want to be around me because she was 13 or well, she was 14. Whatever, 14 didn't mean that I wasn't doing something. But we have these agreements. And my my agreement is if I'm rejected or if I even smell rejection, if I feel like people don't like me or like what I'm doing, I think I'm wrong. And then I have no ability to look Mm -hmm. at anything I'm doing with any kind of rightness. So then I put those lies on every part of my life. And it's just, it's so insidious. It is so insidious. Yeah. I have an agreement that other people's opinions mean that like other people's opinions, if they go against my opinions, that my opinions are bad or wrong. Mm -hmm. So I have learned to avoid, like, I don't like debating. I don't like, if if I hear someone say something and I disagree with it, sometimes I just keep my mouth quiet instead of participating in the conversation because that's an agreement I made as if my opinions are different from someone else's. Like, I'm not well-informed enough. They're probably right. My opinions are wrong. Um, and I that projects into getting really, really defensive because I do. I'll, I'll take it personally and then I get super defensive. Yeah. And think about all of us are on this earth and we're all doing this. Exactly. So think about all the communication issues that we all have. Like, yeah, we're all doing this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, we're all a bunch of broken souls that are just trying to get along and figure it out. But w- it reminds me of going on vacation with a big group of people, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody has different ideas of what they want to do and how they want to do. And oh, I want to get to the beach. Well, I don't. I want to hang out at the pool. Well, I want to make sure I go on that tour, but. 
everybody's being polite and they're just saying, oh, whatever you want to do or, oh, whatever you want to do. So you end up spending two hours wasted that you're doing nothing, deciding what you're going to do and you ruin your thing. Instead of, hey, maybe you can go to the beach and maybe two people want to go to the beach and maybe two people want to go to the pool. And, you know, just if everyone's truthful about what they want to do, usually we're pretty smart humans, we can figure it out. Right. But for some reason, this being polite, and it reminds me of, you know, don't po- fuck politeness and mm-hmm. our, you know, murderino friends mm-hmm. always talk about because it gets us nowhere. Nope. And especially, well, I'm not going to say especially, my culture that I grew up in in the South is, you know, the bless your heart about every negative thing that you want to say. But it's also about just go along, especially for women, go along and do, do make it seem like you need that you're doing whatever one else wants and you can you can slide your agenda in. So there's manipulation and dishonesty right there, and it, it's it's hmm. taught, it's learned, you know, it's a learned thing. And that culture in the South is because you don't ever want to be perceived as being rude or presuming that what you want or think or need is more important than anyone else. But just slip it in underneath and be sneaky about it. Now, how right. healthy is that? Well, that's where Lynn learned how, all her ways. <laughs> Hold my trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she just held some trash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Inadvertently. <laughs> so she got hers. I got mine. Thank you, universe. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so something really funny, though, when Vicky, when you were talking about the vacation situation, I have had like a wave of anxiety come over me because that is... Those things I take so personally. Like when I'm on vacation, I'm like, oh, I think we should do this, and nobody else wants to do it. I get so upset. Or if we're all going somewhere as a group, or if we're mm-hmm. having like a girls' hangout night, and I want to do one thing, but nobody else wants to do it with me, I'm not brave enough to go out and do it on my own with or without you. I need people to do it with me. I have this like agreement that if I I can't do stuff alone, so that would just. It, I mean, I've had so many situations like that where I missed out on doing something I wanted to do because I couldn't just do it on my own. I would take it very personally that nobody wanted to do what I wanted to do. So then you're not enjoying your time when you're not with them. All. You're pouting. You're you're like looking oh at my your gosh. watch or your phone. What time is it? When can I get the heck out of here? Yeah. Um, I think that for me, learning how to do things alone was such a gift. And that mm-hmm. was directly related to this program. Like you have no idea how much this program gave me that that gift. And and then finding a friend that's a ride or die friend. So you do their thing sometimes yeah. and they do your thing sometimes. Yep. Well, you just say, okay, this week we're doing my thing, whether you want to or not, and we're going to have fun and experiment with it. And then mm-hmm. you, next week, I'll do what you want to do. And, and you know, you have that agreement with them ahead of time and then you get both get to enjoy it. And maybe discover something you never thought that you would like. Back to Bree's thing about the vacation, the the flip side of what happens to me that bites me in the ass is that I am very direct and I, I make it very clear what I want, what my expectations. And I say, you can do it or you can't. You're not hurting my feelings either way. But because I'm direct and I guess I, I'm very, you know, this is what it is. Everybody will agree to do it when I know they don't want to. And even though I'm clear and like, seriously, if you don't want to do this, it's fine. So sometimes I almost feel bad for speaking my truth and get wrangling people that don't really want to do that. And so I'm like, well, how, you know, but I can't fix that. Yeah, you can't. No, that's, that's just my that's thing. That's on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Right. Well, it's about all about people taking things personally. Mm-hmm. And you can't control that either. That's right. the other hard part is you can't control other people taking things personally. Right. And you have to know that it's not your fault just because you spoke your truth that they're upset. Mm-hmm. You cannot take that on because that's just like perpetuating. Oh, and I do. Because then I feel responsibility for their happiness. And, you know, we never win at that game. No. Never, ever. Because think about the, the vacation example. If mm-hmm. you did that with every single person, every single person would be miserable. Yeah. So that's why before a vacation, I don't like group vacations. Mm-mm. That's one thing. And when I find someone that I can travel with or shop with, mm-hmm. or oh, man, they are like, we are, my boss and I used to have to travel together a lot. And it's so funny because when I would travel with her, we just had this we had this synergy and it didn't matter and we didn't even have to explain where we were going or why. Mm-hmm. One of us would like wander off and we'd find each other again and it was just yeah. really interesting. Because you didn't take it personally. No, and even shopping in Walmart, we shopped together so mm-hmm. well. Then when you travel with someone else who is very rigid, oh my laws. Mm-hmm. This one woman was so, I was so offended by her and I was taking it personally and I didn't eat dinner because I was waiting for her and she was on the phone with someone when she could have easily just told me, I'm on the phone, go eat on your own. And it was 9.30. I mean, I am getting heated just thinking of it. I was so mad. But it's so funny how it doesn't, it's 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 that uh, that comfort level and being real with mm-hmm. what your thoughts are. And that's hard. It is people. hard. So I'll point bulletin then. I am a very clingy, needy travel person then. <laughs> but I like what you said about finding a ride or die where you yeah. guys are like, okay, yeah, I'll I'll eat this with you one week. So and then we're going to eat this next week. I don't know, just putting it in those words. But um, I think that's what I've always wanted on a soul level. Like I think that's what I want out of like like a life partner and everything. And mm-hmm. just like to have a friend like that. And so I, I did have... Um, a situation with one of my girlfriends going to that Ascend event that I went to the other week and she wanted to leave early and we had driven together and I was so upset that she wanted to leave early and therefore I was going to have to leave and so I was trying to navigate, okay, well, can we at least go between speakers so that I don't miss the one main person that we came here to see who's going to be on next and she's like doing the whole eye roll thing, like annoyed that I wanted to wait till the end of this speaker to go in the middle of the break And I mean, I took it so personally because like sometimes you just want a friend who's just going to like suck it up and stay the extra hour with you, Mm -hmm. even though that's not what they really want to do. So sometimes you do have to suck it up for your friends. You do. And then sometimes you have to ask them to suck it up, buttercup, you know, and, and, and that is like, it's a soul, soul need that we all want someone that accepts us for who we are and that we accept for who they are. And when you find it, you never let it go. I mean, I was so lucky to find my best friend when I was in college in a class, and we are like that. I mean, we haven't had a fight since we've been friends since 1992. That's awesome. It is awesome. Well, Bree, I would say that's one number one reason why I never ride with anybody. Because I know I need to have that control over that situation for me, for my peace of mind. And I came to terms with that a long time ago. And it's like, um, I just have to accept that that's something I have to control. And so I'm going to. So and it's if that, learning. It's just learning It is learning. And even too. if that means that I might have to walk into an event by myself and be a little bit uncomfortable, I'm willing to do that for to offset not having to depend on somebody else. So there's always a give and take. And if you if you make this agreement with yourself that I recognize that more the most important thing is for me to have that 
autonomy to make that decision. So I'll give up other stuff. And I think in recovery, that's a skill or a tool that you should really use, Mm -hmm. especially if you're going to an event where you know there's going to be something that's going to tempt you. And if you have the ability to leave, um, that's something I learned early, early on was drive yourself. Always. Drive yourself. So you don't get, I mean, that was a different situation. You were at an event, who cares, right? That's that like that it could have been mitigated but when you're in a situation if you get a ride to a wedding with someone and you end up being stuck there and you're uncomfortable and you want to use or drink that is having your own car is invaluable mhm um this is just i mean i feel like we could just go on and on and on it's um such a, a the avenues that you can choose to take when you're thinking about taking things personally is, you know, there's so many different ways we can go down a road, but it it's it can be simplified to remembering it's not about you. Um, that's that's the biggest thing. It's just it's not about me. It's about you know that person. I don't know their story. I don't know what has happened to them or what 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 has shaped and molded their being to have to either control or resist or react or whatever it is it's not my business well right and and that's what's so hard is you come at it that well that's why people pleasing is impossible mm-hmm. number one but that's why it's so hard because when you have your agreements and when you when they shine the light on that when you get when you start to get into this work and and program or the four agreements or whatever it is when you see and look at why you're being upset you're you're like I'm not really upset with that person I'm upset because I was always told that I wasn't a certain way I mean mm-hmm. it usually goes back pretty pretty far which which is being impeccable with your word mhm so if you tie that in yeah yeah it's it's there's so much meat in this and mm-hmm. there's so much truth in it, but it is such an inside job. No one can do it for you. Yeah. Um, and my takeaway from today is talking is that I have to be confident and secure in speaking my truth and doing, as always, doing it in a loving and kind way. That's that's what I, that's my big that's your golden nugget? It kind of is. I mean, I have some other ones that I wrote down, but yeah, just and listening to you guys, because just like with anything, our reading today in the meeting was um, any event that happens is going to be uh, interpreted that day by your present circumstances. And that's so true with um, taking things personally. And if you aren't spiritually fit, if you're not feeling good about all the stuff going on in your life, one thing that happened on one day could be taken 180 degrees differently two days later because of stuff that's going on in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's never about you. It's always about them. It's always about something that, right, they might be hungry, angry, lonely, tired, Mm -hmm. and you say one thing to them that you've said to them a million times, but then they take it and they're like, what? I can't believe. Sure. And when it's someone you care about and they say something that hurts you, it's hard to not take it personally, and that's the, when the pause can come into play. You know, you can pause and go, okay, that, that really stung, and figure out why it stung. And it's kind of like reminds me of the acceptance prayer or the acceptance blurb. Mm-hmm. You know, it's people, places, and things, and it's not about us, and it's none of my business. And, I mean, program is all over this agreement. Holy cow. It is like a parallel life force. And when all those people, places, and things are not pleasing me, what did I do? What's my part in it? Because that's the only, as a a great friend of ours always says, you know what the good news is? You're the problem. 
Yeah. And that's the right. only thing you're we either, have control over. Yeah, you're either taking it personally or mm-hmm. you're and and that's why I think family relationships can be so oh. tumultuous cuz they know <laughs> your triggers. So you're you're you yeah. you should be I'm always thinking, well, you know that that upsets me. You know how I am. So you're doing this on purpose? Well, right. And there is a little bit of, there are sometimes when people in your life want you to take something personally. Mm-hmm. They say stuff specifically so that you will personalize it because they are trying to hurt you. Yeah. So what a win is it if we can release ourselves from that bondage and be like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that's your problem, <laughs> you right. know, and be able to walk away from that right. and let them sit with that. And that's, I think, I just had my golden nugget. It's like, you just got to, it's just that pause button too and being aware. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was all kind of like a golden nugget for me because it did fit in with the reading that we had this morning too from each day Mm -hmm. a new beginning and making mountains out of molehills, which I can so easily do. And it's usually a self-centered resentment that I have because I did take something personally and I got to spot check that super fast and Mm -hmm. let go of that shit and grace and forgiveness to the people around me because I have no idea what they're going through. Right. Going through my own shit too, you mm-hmm. know? Well, it's like that story. Okay, so the I guess it was, I heard this on a one of my listening things. Um, I think it was a book. But it was, I believe it was Stephen Covey. I'm not sure. He was on the um, the New York subway and in New York. <laughs> That's the right <laughs> whatever. word. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, do they call it the L? No. <laughs> Anyways, then this man came in with three kids and they were hooting and hollering and being completely inappropriate. Like there are rules, unwritten rules in the subway, mm-hmm. unwritten agreements. You do mm-hmm. not look at each other, you don't talk to each other, you don't tell anybody what to do, you don't do anything. But these kids were going crazy. And dad was just sitting there like, whatever. And the kid almost like knocked over this old older woman's cane. And so what happened was Finally, this Stephen said to the guy, "Listen, you probably should parent your kids. They're kind of going crazy." And the man looked at him and said, "Yeah, you're right. We just got out of the hospital. Their mom just died. I don't really know how to parent right now." So that's how much you don't know what's going on and you can't take anything personally because you could be real offended by somebody's kids in the subway and you have no idea what's going on, what just happened before they walked into that subway. Okay, she just made me start crying. Oh, and I'm almost about to start laughing. Because it is sad, but that was not where I was expecting that story to go. (laughs) So when you delivered that, I was not ready for that. (sighs) Yeah. I mean, but it is. It's true. I mean, it's so true. But it's it's also true that it's so hard to take a pause when we're hurt, when someone we love stings us. Yeah. It's so hard to take a pause. And it's kind of like telling on yourself and being like, I'm sorry, this is my ugly coming out, Mm -hmm. like, which I could have done last week and you know like that was all my ugly right like, well and like, with you my know? sister last week it was the same thing but it took me you know 12 hours to to fess up to it and say I'm really sorry I was in a really bad place and I treated you poorly and and maybe that's what we can take into this next week is in, if our ugly is coming out and we see yeah it's not a responsibility like Lynn it's not my responsibility to have you not take it personally but if I see that maybe you you did or something to be mm-hmm. like hey yo that's me that's my <laughs> ugly that has nothing to do with you right. I'm so sorry you know that's all my ugly coming out that's my mm-hmm. hungry angry lonely tired hormonal mm-hmm. all of it well and also to take responsibility of of you know, I'm sensitive about that in particular and to 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 
to verbalize why that it really wasn't about you. It was that moment I was already feeling something tender. Yeah. So, I mean, just communicating clears so many things up that, that I think, and before recovery, I would have let years and weeks and weeks go by Mm -hmm. of feeling that resentment until you talk about it and it really minimizes it because Mm -hmm. you understand where each other are coming from. And we get these skills in the rooms and in these books, but if you're dealing with someone who doesn't have that toolkit, then you really have to use this muscle of not taking it personally because they don't even have a concept that they're being hungry, angry, lonely, tired. They don't Mm -hmm. even know what that means. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's brutal. It is brutal. It's a lot of work. It's so peopley out there. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. Peopley. It is so people out there. It is. All right. So did you give us a golden nugget What's per se? What's my golden nugget? I mean, I think my golden nugget is is just about really saying how I feel mm-hmm. when I feel it. Mm-hmm. I remember I went through my resolution one year was to mean what I say and say what I mean. And I think it's still my resolution. It's just a lifelong resolution. And, um, and I don't have to say it mean. Right. And I learned that from you. I like that. That's mm-hmm. something I get to. You emulate that. You, you do, do a good really job well. Of that. I've been working very, very, very. Well, it shows. Yeah, it, it, sh- and it really God shows. We have someone that we can. I know an example. Yeah, that shining light. <laughs> That's our picky. Oh, please. <laughs> with the vape, the shining light with the with the with the coveted vapes in her nightstand. You know, there is no. I'm just going to keep it right here, yeah. precious. It's yeah. like precious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my One vape to rule them all. <laughs> Wait, are they still in your drawer? No, I no, threw them away. Okay. Yeah, yeah and, on that Saturday. It calls to me. <laughs> precious. My precious. My precious pink lemonade. <laughs> Let me suck your mind. Let me suck your soul. <laughs> And we have devolved to that. Yes, we have. So um, so please, we really do need reviews. We haven't had a review in, in around three months, Long I think, time. on Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts. Oh. So if you guys could help help the sisters out and give us a review, um, you know, tell, tell the world what we do. Right. And um, do it on Apple Podcasts, at Apple Podcasts. Right. That makes a difference. And um, if you wouldn't mind subscribing or sharing with us, and I have to apologize because we got an email in August and I just responded last week. Okay. So I hadn't been looking at the emails. I haven't. I, mm, yeah. you know, whoopsie. Um, so I did. And and thank you for that lovely email, poo-poo-ka-choo. And then we also had um, someone trying to find us and and do speaking engagements for our new circuit speaker. So we'll Ms. talk about Brady. that after the show. But I wanted to give a shout out to Cindy and let everybody know that I my apologies if you if you have a workout session and and it doesn't get downloaded before your session. <laughs> We're um, trying, Cindy. I I you know I couldn't get it out till two o'clock on last week. So I'm going to make a concerted effort this week to get it out on Tuesday night. At one oh one, you know, a, or, or well, Wednesday at one oh one a.m. That's usually my time. Or one one one. I'd like a shout out to Miss Chelsea for um, giving us this amazing space to Hosting. do to do our thing. Yeah, she's she's awesome, and the gift is so appreciated. So uh, peace out, tribe out. Have tribe a wonderful, out. wonderful week. Tribe out, tribe out. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.